You know, it's the uh, 60th anniversary of the Surgeon General's first report on smoking and health. How about that? Uh, in a couple of minutes, uh, you will hear from a leading uh, pulmonologist, uh, Dr. Norman Edelman. That's coming up in a couple of minutes. First, though, let's get to uh, New York State Assemblyman Ed Rob representing the 19th uh, uh, District, and uh, gives us a couple here on a Wednesday morning with a budget and everything else unveiled yesterday in Albany. Uh, so, Minrah, welcome. Uh, appreciate a couple of minutes, my friend. Um, so many questions, Ed, on this budget. Uh, it is. Uh, I got a lot of questions on this. Um, give me, give me an overall instinctive assessment on your end when you heard a little bit of the breakdown here. Go ahead. Yeah. Good morning, Jay. The. Uh, I mean, I think the overall theme yesterday was you know that the, the bill is uh somewhat coming due at this point you know we've had several years we had all this federal uh covet aid uh and and the democrats in the legislature very much overspent uh we knew the revenues uh in the long run did not line up with the spending um so this is a little bit of a budget that is right sizing that uh but Despite that, um, you know, you have some big ticket items. You have some, uh, a few billion in additional spending on migrants. You have, uh, uh, you, you have, uh, some, uh, a little bit of a, a housing piece. You have, you know, some, some other, uh, some other pieces here, but it's really about, I think, right sizing our spending. Um, and, and the big, I think, headline that we're seeing, obviously, is the education piece, um, in that they're, the governor's proposing getting rid of this home hold harmless provision that traditionally has uh, prevented once you've run the school aid formula any any district from losing aid um, and many on Long Island would be under this proposal because that hold harmless is is being proposed to be uh, getting rid of. Yeah, you know, I was reading a lot of opinions yesterday on this. I read the budget and everything else. A lot of it was positive. I don't think it is. Uh, and here's the reason why. If you're proposing to earmark $2.4 billion to help the localities with the influx of the migrants, got a problem with that. I mean, that's, a, that's what, about a half a billion uh, over the current year. Uh, i got a problem with it. Uh, the thing I would want to ask Governor Hogle, if she would ever come on this program, would be, uh, Governor, in all due respect, how much money are you giving as far as the veterans are concerned? I mean, are, are we doing anything for our veterans? Uh, are we doing anything to help the homeless? I mean, $2.4 billion to help the influx of migrants? I mean, come on, Assemblyman, I'm telling you, I blew my stack when I, when I read that yesterday. Um, yeah, the other uh, thing is, absolutely. you're still living off a little bit of the pandemic that's falling, the financial aid and everything else. Got to keep an eye on that. Also, you're decreasing money that would be given to our districts, 34 in all, 44, excuse me, 44 in all, Assemblyman Ra, 44 in all uh, are going to have some tough times as far as uh, making it up here. Uh, They're going to see decreased state funding next year. Uh, I'm not happy about those aspects. No, absolutely. This, this proposal, um, you know, you, 
you look at that that migrant money and and you have a little bit of and, and then you, you <clears throat> are supposed with the with the school aid side of it and it, you know it's a little bit of uh what you're been hearing out of new york city uh you know you, you have the average taxpayer who says hey why is uh, my money going to migrants, and you're telling me that you know my kid's education is is less important than that. So um, I, I don't think that proposal, especially with regard to the school districts, is going over well with the legislature. I think that's that's going to be one of the uh, battle lines that's already drawn in this budget proposal. Um, you know, it, at the end of the day, after all the overspending over the last few years, we're, we're at a point that you know. Budgets need to be uh, certainly balanced, but but they need to have the proper priorities. And uh, and, and I think in a lot of ways, this proposal definitely. Yeah, um, not thrilled about it. If you're wondering about the districts, three village decreases about nine million. East Islip three and a half. Sable two and three quarter million. West Islip nearly two and a half. Um, I guess the biggest one in uh, Nassau County, Long Beach. They're going to lose uh, about $3.3 million. You know, uh, Assemblyman, one only wonders why New York, uh, the state, leads the nation in uh, exodus, uh, going to other areas of the country. And, you know, these are some viable uh, reasons. You, You know, when you care more about uh, the illegals who have made their way in here through the southern border, uh, rather than uh, you know our veterans, uh, for example, again, you know a lot of people. Listen, that's a problem. I got a problem with that. But you know the beat goes on and everything else. Uh, what do you think is the next step here, uh, Assemblyman Ryan, as far as uh, how the contentious nature of it all will begin? Well, we start uh, budget hearings next week. Um, so, you know, that process is going to go on for about four weeks. You're going to have, you know, uh, a lot of different stakeholder groups coming before us. Uh, in particular, um, a lot of the action usually is with uh, the governor's actual commissioners as they come before the legislature and have to defend some of these proposals. Um, so I think you're, you're going to hear a lot of... Uh, uh, outrage about some of those provisions as as those folks come before us, um, but yeah, like like you said, the, the priorities have to be in the in the right place. And and one of the other things that as this is t- attempting to be balanced, you mentioned veterans. Right? All there are a lot of programs that the legislature has championed over the years, and what the governor tends to do is then she comes and she'll put out a budget and she defunds those programs, um, and you know. Some of them will defend it and say, hey, this is just kind of a negotiating tactic. But at the end of the day, right, groups like veterans uh, shouldn't have to wait or or, or be, uh, you know, on pins and needles waiting to see if their funding is going to be restored. And Rob, with us. That's not uh, what this should be about. Yeah, no no question. No question about it. Um, you know, it was interesting. I, I saw something during the week, maybe last week, regarding the the sports betting and the revenue. Um and that has been deemed somewhat successful, according to what I'm reading. You agree with that? Uh, I, I, the revenue estimates have just, yeah. I mean, they've gone up and up from what was originally projected. So um, it, it's definitely been a, a major re- revenue enhancer. 
as I think we all knew it would be. It just took uh, a heck of a long time to kind of uh, get into fruition. Uh, also, uh, I was reading, Ed, where you had a billion and a half of casino fees would be uh, used to help fund downstate mass transit. Uh, it's predicated on, you know, the three downstate casino licenses being awarded this year, which is expected, by the way. Um, and the state will also throw in a little aid to the MTA, and why not? Because they always have their hand out to tamp down a proposed fare increase from 55 to 4%, and here we go again with the MTA. Got to please the MTA, Ed, Rob, because they can't get out of their own way. Yeah, I, that, that's one that, I mean, I, I always say this. Anytime you hear about these proposals, what I hear about from my constituents is, yeah, why can't I get a train on time? Why, why, why am I reading, you know, several times a year about scandals in the MTA? I mean, it's certainly an agency that needs to get their house in order uh, before we continually give them more money uh, to plug holes. No question. Ed Rod checking in as far as the budget being unveiled yesterday. And, of course, the uh, back and forth begins uh, as far as uh, trying to get this thing uh, on time, which is uh, on April the 1st. Uh, last April. one, gut feeling. Uh, are you? Are we on time as far as getting this through? Well, the calendar is not our friend. Uh, March 31st is actually Easter uh, this year. Um, so uh, the calendar is not our friend with that regard. Uh, we, we really would need to get it kind of in under the wire uh, by the by the end of that week rather than taking it up to that holiday so i think that's going to be the goal um but you know last year we were you know over a month late and, and that's not uh we don't we don't want to make that the norm again like it had been you know in years past so we, we need to really treat that deadline seriously and, and get it done there you go uh ed rod checking in the fine assemblyman of course representing uh, District 19. Until next time, uh, Assemblyman, we appreciate a couple of minutes. We'll keep a watch on this. We can't thank you enough. All right. All right. Great. Thanks, Jake. Was good you talk. got it. And Rod checking in on the budget. Let's keep it here, Jake. I don't want to keep our next guest still waiting. Uh, you know, this month, I don't know if a lot of people knew, uh, marks 60 years since the release of the landmark report from the Surgeon General on Smoking and Health. It was a report that really kind of transformed the way Americans viewed tobacco, and certainly the beginning of a decades-long decline uh, in uh, tobacco use. That's why we bring in Dr. Normal Edelman. He's a pulmonologist at Stony Brook Medicine, a professor of internal medicine, a core member of the public health program at uh, Stony Brook U, and we say a very good morning uh, to Dr. Normal Edelman. 60 uh, years, I didn't realize that, Doc, uh, since the release of that report. And uh, the question is, how far have we come in six decades, sir? Welcome. Well, good morning, Jay. It's a pleasure to join you. And you're absolutely right. That was absolutely transformative. I mean, the scientific community knew that smoking caused lung cancer, that the tobacco industry fought back with very aggressive advertising. And it took, took a lot of courage for uh, Dr. Coop. Uh, to make that report showed very clearly that smoking causes lung cancer. Yeah. We've come far, but not far enough. Yeah. You know, I go back to 1964, I was reading, uh, Doctor, uh, where 
you know, you got a lot of highlights regarding the consequences uh, of tobacco use. And the report of the advisory committee to the Surgeon General uh, concluded that smoking was a cause of lung and uh, other cancers in men, a probable cause of lung cancer in women, the most important cause of uh, chronic bronchitis in general. So when I when I hear about this, you know, what, 36 and uh, 24, that's 60 years, obviously, right? So I look at the progress. What progress have we made over those years? Yes, the raising of the age, I think, was important. Um, but have we done enough? You know, have we done enough? I'll tell you, in my travels, I see more young kids now smoking cigarettes than ever before. I've noticed that uh, over the over the last couple of years. A lot of young kids, uh, Doc. So, you know, uh, yeah, raising the age and everything else, but what do you think? I mean, have we, have we done enough to deter as far as everything? Well, we, we, we've made progress, but not enough. So in 1964, uh, something like 45% of adults smoked cigarettes. Now, nationwide, it's under 20%. And in the greater New York area, it's actually down under 15%. So that's a lot of progress. But there are many more people around. So even though the percentage is down, the number of people smoking is still very large. And smoking is still uh, the most important uh, preventable cause of death. You know, obesity is catching up, but it's not quite there. So, And we still think about 400,000 people a year die of a smoking-related disease. So, so we have a long way to go. Uh, with regard to youngsters, the good news is that there was a, a surge a while ago. Uh, teenagers uh, now seem to be smoking less. It's not clear to me whether they're replacing it with vaping. Uh, but that, that's progress. Uh, you're absolutely right. Smoking still kills far too many people, and we've got some work to do. No question. Dr. Norman Edelman with us from Stony Brook. It's 60 years, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, the release of the landmark report from the Surgeon General on smoking and health. You bring up an excellent point with the vaping, and you got flavors and, and all kinds of stuff. There have been some banning of these products on board. You know, I think of that, Doc, and I think of all the elements out there with viruses and RSV and the flu season, uh, obviously with COVID on respiratory uh, and, and everything else. Uh, you know, it's kind of a, uh, a dangerous, perfect storm of situations involved with those uh, deals with the smoking. And, and you certainly, as a leading pulmonologist, you got your hands full here trying to decipher it all. Well, yes, we have a, a lot of problems to keep us busy. You're absolutely right about that. I mean, the bottom line for, for your listeners is nothing should go into your lungs except pure air and prescribed medications. Mm -hmm. Everything else is bad. Uh, smoking, certainly vaping, probably not so bad, but still bad. Uh, and the lungs are a very delicate organ, and they, they have to, an important function. And since they're open to the atmosphere, they have to protect themselves against all kinds of assault. 
uh, air, like cigarette smoke, and as you pointed out, all kinds of infectious uh, agents. No doubt about it. Uh, Dr. Norman uh, Edelman, a pulmonologist at Stonybrook Medicine, professor of internal medicine, and uh, a core member of the public health program. Very important at uh, Stony Brook University. Uh, yeah, a landmark type of month, no question, but still plenty of questions as far as making sure we maintain good health. Uh, and that is uh, the key to it all, uh, Doctor. Can't thank you enough for a couple of minutes this morning. My pleasure, sir.